Welcome to The Body Nerd Show, empowering you with the super uncomplicated things you need to know about self-care and movement so that you too can wake up every day pain-free. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and I'm a coach, writer, former yogi, kettlebell devotee, and 100% body nerd. So, are you ready? Let's get nerdy! Hey, hey, welcome back to episode six of the Body Nerd Show. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different in that I'm going to get on my soapbox and rant a little bit. Although the minute that comes out of my mouth, I realize that the purpose of this whole show is for me to rant all the time. But anyways, I'm warning you ahead of time, there will be ranting. So here's the thing, if I had a penny For every time someone told me that their surgeon didn't really think that PT or physical therapy would work, I'd be a millionaire by now. And if you have had surgery, did you have PT? For some things like knee replacements or knee surgery, it seems to be more common. But when you are younger, it seems that PT is prescribed less and less and less. And so many times people have massive changes like rods implanted into their feet or into their back and they're not given PT. California recently changed their laws. And by recently, I mean like in the last five years where you can actually walk into a physical therapist's office and have treatment. But for the longest time, you needed a prescription to go to a physical therapist. When I was working in a physical therapy clinic, we'd have people come in all the time who'd have a prescription from their doctor with a, you know, illness, we'll say, as vague as back pain, hip pain, knee pain. And it ultimately was the physical therapist who would do the specific work to figure out what actually was going on, that it was, you know, frozen shoulder or it was, um, you know, QL dysfunction, something like that. They would have to do the detective work to figure it out. And yet you still couldn't just walk into a physical therapy office and have treatment done. Thankfully, California has caught up. I know it is uh, different in other states in that you too can just like walk into a physical therapy clinic, which is great. Except I know now that in California, there are still insurance companies and uh, Medicare is one of them that won't pay for physical therapy unless you have a doctor's prescription. So they're still putting barriers in. And all of that is to say is we don't use PTs in a way that really values their education and expertise. We go to them and we expect them to fix us. We become a passive participant in our care. And yeah, there's a lot of work being done on you or to you, but it's not something that you actually do. And I hate to point fingers, but I'm pointing fingers at you. If you have had physical therapy, did you do your homework? I didn't. There are so many times where I skipped my homework. And you know what? I didn't get better. I didn't get better quickly. And I also didn't remain better until I started to do the work on my own on a regular basis. Your body is super, super smart. But you're not a car, So it's not as simple as just fix it and forget it. You can't just replace that alternator and never think about it again because you really are a mixture of software and hardware. And this is going to be something you'll hear me talking about a lot. So hardware are all the things that you can repair by way of surgery, bones and joints and things like that. 
but you also have to reprogram the software to now work with this new thing in place, whether it's a new range of motion or a different motor program because there's now scar tissue. You have to retrain the soft tissues how to fire around this new thing. And even if your surgery was super like minor, we'll say even something as simple as having, um, you know, a mole removed, that leaves scar tissue that changes your body. For example, I had uh, something removed off the back of my foot and God bless the dermatologist. He was like, just put a bandaid on it. You'll be fine. Um, when really they like, took a large chunk of flesh. Sorry to gross you out. Hope you're not eating. Uh, And that completely changed the way I run even to this day. And this was probably six or seven years ago because for six weeks, I couldn't wear shoes. I could barely wear socks. And so when I finally was able to put shoes back on and get back to working out, heel striking just wasn't it wasn't happening. It wasn't an option. And so I changed the way I moved. So that's just like a simple idea or a simple story of how something as small as going to the dermatologist can then change the way you move. So when we have surgeries or even injuries and we just address the hardware and completely ignore the software, it's going to come up again. It's not resolved. We've only treated the symptom and not fix the problem, so to speak, if hopefully that's making sense. But you know, that definitely leaves you in a position where the chance of re-injury and the chance of having to have a revision surgery or go back become very, very high. And you know, doctors know a lot of stuff. They really do. Um, But I think that physical therapy and really understanding how it works and that it's the therapy of a moving body uh, is kind of underappreciated in in our culture. I don't say the world, but I can't speak for other countries. (laughs) And I think we also kind of get under this idea of like, well, it's not bad enough, right? It's not bad enough to warrant going to a physical therapist. And this is also where building your own program of work that you do on a regular basis, be it your movement program, your mindfulness program, your self-care program, all of that stuff, that's so important because then you are so in tune with what's going on with your body that the relationship and conversation you're able to have with your physical therapist is then completely different. So I've been working with a client who is working with a physical therapist at the same time who is a highly specialized physical therapist. And this physical therapist, her schedule is very busy because she is so good at what she does, but she's also highly specialized. And so for my client who is not able to get into the physical therapy office every two weeks, what is she to do in the meantime? And that's where our work together comes in. But it was so great to have this conversation when she was like, oh, my next appointment's not for two months. Should I even keep it? And I said, yes, you absolutely should, because now you can go into the physical therapy office and use their brain and have a conversation and let them know, hey, these are all the things I'm doing and this is what I'm finding. What else do you suggest versus fix me? Right. That's a big difference. And it's a big shift as well um, on a like a mental level on how you're approaching your body, how you're approaching your care to be an active participant in it. 
So making sure that your rehab program, whether it's something that you are going alone, I highly recommend getting in touch with a physical therapist or with someone like me who specializes in self-care and wellness, but be sure that your rehab program retrains the software and the hardware. So yeah, address the tension if that's the issue, which is part of the hardware, but also look at the software and retrain your body how to support and carry you in better positions. I was talking about this with my class this afternoon. If you keep stretching your hip flexors and they continue to feel tight, stop stretching your hip flexors. They don't need more stretching. They need to be reprogrammed. Your body needs to know how to carry you so that that stress is not being put on your hip flexors. Your core probably has to be strengthened and taught how to fire more appropriately. There's all these other things that need to come into play that really involve a lot of strength building that don't include stretching. So if you're stretching, 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 it's not helping, then try something else. And my goal here on this podcast and my goal here really on this earth is to educate you on how to take care of your body so that the conversations that you can have with your physical therapist, with your chiropractors, even with your surgeons, if you end up in that office, becomes collaborative. And then we can really take advantage of their training and have a real conversation with them, not just, oh, could you fix me? So that's a a bit of a shift, I know, but I'm really curious what you think about it. Um, Because the thing also is that, you know, one to two hours of PT that you do a week is never going to fix what you're doing to your body the rest of the time. So even if you are seeing a PT, and I think you should be seeing a PT, especially if you're having pain. Make sure you're doing the work in between because that's really going to make the most of your time together. And they aren't the only ones who can learn all about the body. You are the only one who can be an expert on you. And it only benefits you to become more well-versed in your body and how it works and how to take care of it. And we do this in other ways. I use this example all the time. You probably brush your teeth every day and hopefully you wash your hands from time to time. And those are things we just do. And even if we don't want to do them or we really think we don't have time, like they are just a priority. They're a pure habit. And I really encourage you to make your wellness and self-care a part of that non-negotiable habit. That's just something you do every single day. Because that's the difference between feeling all of these aches and pains and feeling like you're a million years old and feeling as young as you do in your head and feeling like you can move with ease and without worry and just get on with your life and do all the fun things. So here's to asking better questions of ourselves of our physical therapists, of our chiropractors, of all of our care providers, and really having a collaborative care team rather than looking for that fix. So let's ask better questions. Let's move more. And yeah, let's get really, really, really nerdy. So if you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a huge favor and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and let me know what your favorite part was. You can also share this with friends. You can share this on social media. All of it just helps the show to get to more and more people to help spread the word that your body is super cool and you can be in control of your pain. 
All right, you guys have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Today, I have something super special for you guys. I asked the body nerds of my launch squad who helped me get this show up and running what their best tips for self-care are. So today's tip comes from Lauren from Pasadena. Hi, my name is Lauren from Pasadena, and my self-care hack is that I start off my day with a 20-minute plank, uh, bridge, wall sit series that allows my mind and my body to wake up more peacefully and have 20 minutes to just acclimate myself to the world and to not become overstimulated by anything and be able to start my day off peacefully and happy and excited to meet more people. Okay, so now it's your turn. I want to know, what's your favorite self-care hack that helps you feel amazing every single day? You can shoot me a message on social media, send me an email, or even better, send me a voicemail by calling 818-396-6501. I'll drop that phone number into the show notes, but I hope to hear what your self-care hack is. Life without pain is possible. And if you're ready to break up with all the things that are only giving you temporary relief, I've got just a thing. Head on over to bodynerdshow.com to download a checklist with nine simple things to soothe yourself when you're in pain. It doesn't have to be complicated and it won't take you more than 15 minutes a day.